Hello, 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 and welcome back to the conversation piece with your host, Akila. Twenty Twenty One Astro World Profit Over People. In this episode, me and my young guest discuss our thoughts around Twenty Twenty One's tragedy at Astro World, the music festival that was the brainchild of Travis Scott, where ten people lost their lives as a result of the event, while hundreds more were injured. Why hold a concert of that magnitude in the middle of a pandemic, where people were clearly not social distancing, and also? Given Travis Scott's track record of inciting reckless behavior, who should be held accountable for this tragedy? First of all, it's like, why is there a concert going on in the middle of a pandemic of that size, of that magnitude? I swear they forgot about it. I think everyone's just, not everyone, but like a lot of people are just, COVID's over kind of. Really? mentality. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, like I don't, I really don't see that many people like social distancing or like worrying about masks that much, especially with like my generation, like those concerts, I'm not surprised they're filled up. Yeah. But these are the same people that would probably do it even at peak pandemic time anyways. They were never like scared of it. They're saying how um, a major driver of this festival is his merch, his merch line. I think uh, behind Supreme, Behind the, remember the, uh, the Supreme line? Mm-hmm. He was uh, named, I think he was right behind them as like the best selling um, merch. And like, I think two started starting in 2019. Travis? Like, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Like he's, he's very mark. Well, he's obviously he's marketable, but um, my freaking cat, man. <laughs> she always does this every time I do a Zoom. She, oh, she anyway. wants in on the conversation, then she. No, she needs to get her act together. Okay, you're either in or out. All right, let me let me let me let me open her. Let me go get her real quick because otherwise we're gonna have meowing throughout this. It's gonna drive me insane. I'll be back. When he says, "You know what you came here for," it's kind of like okay, but I'm okay. I'm really into the conspiracy stuff, but there's like <laughs> some things like they're like, "Oh, eight people exactly died because eight is like a number you have to sacrifice." But there's no telling exactly how many people were gonna die. That's too much of like a open sacrifice you know if they're gonna plan something it's gonna be more organized mm-hmm. that that's where people got too woke and then people started taking it less seriously but i know like on stage you had like eight like rings of fire or whatever so they're like look that's him symbolizing the number eight again and i was like mm, i think well different sim- different symbols and different numbers uh they're interpreted different by different people because we turn eight on a side it's infinity you know, also mm-hmm. also with the eight with the eight fire pits or whatever. When you think about it, people are saying that how they couldn't breathe. Well, think about it. If you have fire shooting up and it's continually shooting mm-hmm. up, a fire lives off of oxygen. So if it's taking mm-hmm. all the oxygen out of the air, yeah, you can't breathe, especially if you're near the um near the front. And compound that with people pushing in on you from all different sides. It was just like this is like the perfect storm. I won't say karma caught up with him, you know, because of his past behavior, but Again, I don't understand why they put on this concert in the middle of a pandemic, knowing that they sold out tickets uh, months ahead of time. And then he encourages people to break in. There's a lot of um, like immaturity 
because there's you know the type of influence and stuff that you know what you're gonna say is gonna have like consequences but then they still just they just still incite stuff that's what it is it's just inciting it's getting everyone hyped but not in a very safe way and i think it's sometimes it's sad to say but sometimes it takes something like this for people to like maybe take a step back so i don't know if travis scott is going to look at it differently or he's going to do that thing where people wait till it dies down and then he has another concert and then people forget about it or whatever I don't know. I don't think I don't think people are gonna forget about this for a while. But even though there have been there have been other festivals where people have um passed away. This isn't an isolated event. I just think how it feels so callous and calculated, I think that's what's messing with some people. Cause it was like overnight. It wasn't just like it all happened in five minutes. It was just like a weird pattern of just wrong after wrong after wrong after ignoring mm-hmm. all that stuff. And then people saying, people saying how they're walking the grounds and they kept playing this weird music, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I was looking into like, like frequencies, like if you play something at a certain frequency, how it can affect your behavior. And I remember that Mm -hmm. when Trump was in office, um, do you remember when he cleared out Lafayette Park? For the picture, right? The picture. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I was listening to NPR and they were saying how people within his, um, his cabinet, uh, how they wanted to you know, they knew that they're going to get protesters. So it's like, how do we deal with them? So someone floored the idea of, I don't know if it was, it was playing something at a certain frequency mm-hmm. uh, for crowd control. And so someone said, well, you know, if you play that, if it's too, I think it was too high, it can change your behavior and make you almost like primal and animalistic. Frequencies do, but they do, frequencies do have an effect on people. And so this technology has always been out there. And this isn't the first time that the government, quote unquote, has mm-hmm. used that type of procedures to manipulate human behavior. I don't know if everyone has a different interpretation of it, but I don't know if it's more fact or opinion. But this could all play into like, you know, people believe in like auras and energy and you feel that frequency, like it, it makes you feel like your cells and all that stuff. It's like there's got to be some type of underlying fact, no matter if people believe in like auras and energy or the crystals and all that stuff. It's like at the end of the day, you cannot deny that like our bodies can be influenced by stuff like that. Like it really does change whatever chemical makeup in the moment. And have you ever heard of um like Woodstock 99? Mm-hmm. Like that was a crazy concert. I don't think anyone like died or anything, but it was like people were just acting like and people were just a- like acting like animalistic and raging and burning stuff. But it was like the artists and the songs and the energy that the songs were putting out there. It was like if it, you can tell which song would incite the crowd more and stuff like that. But it's like the meaning is like whatever feeling in that song. And I think Woodstock is a perfect crazy example when we're talking about this type of topic with um, like control, with just music and the feeling of everything. And then especially when it's a, like a mass of people. Because mm-hmm. you're not going to get this with just a little group of people. Like it takes a collective energy. So it's like, it has to do with mass control. It's like some, something everyone had to feel. And a lot of people were saying that they felt some type of like weird energy. I mean, it wasn't enough for a lot of them to leave. I don't know if they're just saying that after the fact, but uh, people were just saying they just felt like an off energy. Yeah. Cause see, I know, see, I know how I am. If I'm in a situation yeah. where I feel the energy is weird, I'm not mm-hmm. staying long. That's just me. I'm yeah. I'm too anxious long. for that. <laughs> I am. I'm like, I'm out. But it's like, you can tell the difference because there's a lot of artists who they'll see a fan pass out. They'll literally stop like the concert temporarily just to make sure they're okay. Like it just takes one. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of excuses being made for Travis Scott, but of course there's going to be the, the, the diehard fans defending him and 
but I think he lost a lot of fans over this. A lot of people lost respect for him over this. I yeah, my my one of my friend one of my friends said she's like, I'm so disappointed in him. She's like, I can't look at him the same way. I'm like, a lot of people feel that way right now. Yeah. Which is good. I just hope that people don't like do what they always do and over time it's like, oh yeah, that happened. But um they're saying that, you know, he obviously has a website where you can get this merch. But a major driver is that people go there. Some people just go to get merch and then they'll resell it for like two or three times the retail price. Because mm-hmm. at a, um, the merch he sells at a festival in particular, they won't sell that um, anywhere. You, you, won't, you can't buy it again. Oh, yeah. It's all about that grab. They make it like you want it there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which goes into this is like a money grab for some people. You know, the it's concert. Marketing. The con- yeah. Profit over people. And I think that's a pretty good underlying theme for today's discussion because because it's like you can kind of tell like someone's like morals and someone's priorities in a way because a lot of this for one like a concert is that big and then the organization all that stuff like of it all the security it's like you can tell that wasn't their number one priority it was more just getting as many ragers as they could to come on in they're called ragers you guys didn't see this coming like he has a history of this Mm-hmm. He promotes this. He incites this. So you guys didn't see that coming. And if I'm Live Nation, I'm gonna I'm gonna make them. I'm gonna make sure the insurance behind this is top notch. But again, they didn't they didn't pay attention to that. Because mm-hmm. even if you're in the moment as an artist on stage, which is his excuse that he didn't know what was going on in front of him, like you see over everyone. You see mm-hmm. when the ambulances were trying to like come in. You see people like gathering around, all that stuff. It's like you 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 have to pick up on some type of clue. But I think he only like does that when it kind of benefits him. Because that one incident where like I guess a fan took a shoe and he mm-hmm. literally told people in the the crowd like jump and like he you know. Mm-hmm. It's like he knows he has control over the crowd, but he just doesn't mm-hmm. use it when there's benefit. But then there's another situation where, like, he was performing. I guess there's, like, two floors, and then a guy was, like, on the top balcony, and he kind of, like, convinced him to jump off or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, he and did. I it's his video of him saying, he's like, yeah, I see you, but he's like, are you going to do it? That's incitement. Yeah, I don't know how true it is, but I heard something like the guy, like, he got injured, like, he was paralyzed or something like that. I heard two. I heard two different um, versions. I heard one he was pushed off. I heard another one he jumped. Mm-hmm. But either way, he ended up being paralyzed. Yeah, and it's like you just you don't push certain things, especially when you have like teenagers or just young adults in general. They're very influenced if they already look at you as like you know and like an idol. And mm-hmm. he, there was like at the recent Asteroid, he was just like, "You guys know what you guys came here to do. Like you know, don't don't cry now, kind of." But not really the right thing to say no it's not so who do you think um my heart is going out to these victims and the the nine-year-old that's fighting for his life it's like but also you know what was like a nine-year-old doing in that type of atmosphere well again we talk it goes back to how he's marketed he has these brand deals with Fortnite, mcdonald's different um designers you know, as far as like street merch and sneakers. So um, the parent who's probably a fan of his was like, oh, this is probably, I'm, you know, I'm assuming, oh, this is, you know, he likes Travis. I'm going to go because they have a policy that anyone under 17 has to be accompanied by an adult. 
I'm not trying to fault him as a parent, but I understand what, what, the, what, the, what the concern is. Like, why is a nine-year-old at a concert when you know what kind of history he has with, with crowd control? But yeah, I um, think, he, he yeah. um, Audrey needs some stuff. He um, had his son on his shoulders. And this is around the time when Drake, when Drake came out, which is another mm-hmm. surge in the, uh, in the crowd. And he just got crushed and his son, he got crushed with his chest and his son fell off his shoulders and he got trampled. How do you trample on a, a nine-year-old? How do you not know what you're, what you're stepping on? Yeah, it's just, it was just too much going on. Like you just, it just has to be such a hectic atmosphere for that to even happen. But then there's a lot of things like crowd surge or like crowd wave where it's like, especially in such a heavy crowd, you cannot control like the movement you get pushed, I guess. So it's like, maybe they couldn't move. But then I bet a lot of the people that were pushing and pushing and the ones raging are a lot of the ones that are, I feel like are trying to file um, like lawsuits and stuff like that. But, you know, it, it's the artist, the energy, the crowd, the energy. There's just all sides. And I feel like no one really played their part as much as they probably could, I guess. Because there's people breaking down the gates, trying to run, being crazy. There are crazy fans. And then there's like a video, like an ambulance trying to get to a victim. And there's people dancing on top of the ambulance in the crowd. It's like, there's the crazy ones. Not all of them are, you know, bad, but it plays like a major part. And no one's going to be on the same page when you got some people going crazy over Travis over here. And then other people like that dad and the son that are just trying to enjoy a good time. But the thing is, I feel like that's where as a parent and stuff like that, you have to do your research on where you're going. I know Travis, like Fortnite, that's like a bit of like a younger audience and all that stuff. But it's like, at the end of the day, he's a rapper. And I feel like if you know Travis, you know the majority of his audience is teenagers and up I guess and then his history so I even if my kid was a huge fan of Travis because of Fortnite and stuff I still like I just don't think that's the type of atmosphere I would even want to bring them into they can watch it like live on YouTube later or something like that a quick programming note about the victims of this tragedy at the time me and my guests were discussing this nine-year-old Ezra Blunt was still in the hospital fighting for his life And as I'm sure you guys are all aware by now, he has since passed away. R.I.P. Little Ezra. The t- those ticket prices were ridiculous. How much? Like I heard, um, as low as like three hundred, as high as five hundred, if not more. Oh, I wouldn't even be surprised. But with that much money, you would think they would have more security or more right in place. Yeah. But then again, I heard someone make a good point that with the great resignation going on, all these jobs, there's a lack of jobs everywhere. So how <clears throat> everything is uh, short on labor, and so therefore. You know, this con- this festival is a byproduct of that, byproduct of uh, the shortage of laborers and not being able to employ certain positions. But then again, to me, that's an excuse. You knew this yeah, was like, happening. Yeah, if you don't have enough, yeah. Right, then you need to cancel do it. it. Right. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. It's like you can tell where the priorities were because I know this was going to be a big event. Everyone's like all excited. Travis is like one of the biggest, you know, artists right now, but still like, 
don't just live up to the hype. You need to do what you need to do to make sure it's like a safe environment. You shouldn't go to a concert and like not come back. And then um, Kylie Jenner, did you hear like, I guess she, I didn't see it for myself, but I guess she got like in trouble as well because she posted something and it's like, you can see the ambulance in the crowd and then yeah, she like, shortly that. deleted it after. I saw that, yeah. That's the it's thing, like, people, uh, the thing where you have to be responsible, even on social media, you have to be responsible. Once you put something mm-hmm. out there, even for a split second, you have so many followers that they follow everything you post, everything you say. Someone's going to snapshot that. So even if you mm-hmm. think it's deleted, it's still out there. Especially when you have influence, like you're more yeah. than people. Yeah. Yeah. The internet has a history, has everything, has a memory of everything, everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You just have to like think of the context before you post Like, What kind of message are you sending? Like, oh, this is expected at a concert. And I know people pass out at concerts and stuff, but it's mm-hmm. like when it's multiple or when the crowd is chanting something like stop the show or whatever it's like a different type of energy but apparently everyone that's backing up like Travis was saying like he can't hear from up there and stuff he can maybe not hear because he had earpieces but at one Mm -hmm. point he was on a raised platform so he saw Mm -hmm. out and again if he saw the ambulance there and he stopped it for he stopped it for a minute and said hey you know paraphrase of course like take care of that Mm-hmm. And again, he knows what he knows how much influence he has over the crowd, over over those kids. He knows what he's doing, like you said, but he only does it when it works to his benefit. Like I think he likes it, like the craziness. And he there does. are some artists and and fans that like craziness. They like rages and mosh pits and like you know go do your own thing. But when it's a, a big event like this, not everyone's on that same type of crazy level. Then you get people that get hurt like that. Like I think you should definitely keep that type of thing separate. Yeah, speaking on the messaging, um, speaking on the messaging that they're putting out there, what do you, what did you think of the promotion, the ads and the flyer, the merch, the shirt that he wore on stage? Like, there's so much mm-hmm. controversy around all this stuff. Like, there's for instance, the shirt he things. wore, it was like, it was like these blue, I don't know if they were kids or individuals, but they go through a door, a portal, and then they come mm-hmm. out like with this red hornish looking image or whatever. Like, people were saying, oh, yeah. they're taking kids and they're covering them in the <clears> devils, whatever. Yeah, like, I I kind of like that people are pointing stuff out because sometimes things are too much of a coincidence or a repeating pattern for it to be like oh you're just you just think you're woke or you think like you're onto something it's like there's there's too too many coincidences but Travis has always given me like a weird like satanic vibe to him like in him and his music or him and his merch I think like him and then there's like Lil Uzi Vert and then there's just other like artists where it's like their songs or their energy they give out is very like demonic in a way it's dark so I, yeah yeah so i feel like travis scott's whole aesthetic is that kind of weirdness to it some some dark meaning and then i always feel like it's always like it feels like some type of cult virtual or whatever because they always have like they have like astral world and stormy world and it's like this big thing with their face and you have to like walk through their like their mouth it's like this whole like they idolize themselves in a way and then when you get to the stage they have like one eye or an owl burning or whatever it's like you guys know what you're doing mm-hmm. and i think we're starting to catch on too like it's i think his next i thought i think it's a mixtape or something but it's titled dystopia and it's like bro oh, yeah, do you know that. what dystopia means yeah but he's always um because i looked at some of his lyrics mm-hmm. and um it left must it left much to be desired truthfully <laughs> i'm used to like mm-hmm. i'm used to lyrical content with substance you know i'm just like i'm like mm-hmm. what is he talking about but I yeah. notice how they hook you with the they hook you with the beats and the melody, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So and he's not the only artist that does this. A lot of them do this. 
they're not really saying they're not really saying anything but once that music gets you and those that hook gets you it's like they can mm-hmm. probably be saying but by that time yeah yeah it's already in your head there's a lot of um younger audiences that like you said, they just pay attention to the beat. So they play that, they like that, but they don't always listen to the lyrics. And sometimes like rappers will just throw like something weird or something that sounds like it's like hinting at something more sinister in a way. And then they just like look past it. They're like, oh, they mean something else. But I feel like there's always hints. Yeah. Like the dystopia thing. You think he doesn't know what that word means? You know, it's like, that's the whole theme and stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Or or the thing um at his concert where it was like, see you on the other side people are like no he means like the other side of the festival or whatever but it's like i don't know it's like the feeling you get from me is like weird i feel like there's a deeper meaning than just this yeah. stuff because he can say a bunch of other stuff but no they always say something that's like ominous yeah what wasn't ominous or had substance though was their apologies because that was just embarrassing <sighs> that wasn't that wasn't oh even an apology <laughs> just not even an apology. He didn't apologize he's like we're working with the police <laughs> just rubbing his head I wouldn't have even put that out there. I'd rather stay silent until I got together what I wanted to say. Yeah, like Drake, for instance, Drake kept quiet for a while, but then he eventually said something. But Drake's Drake's statement, it felt more. I mean, it could be it could be PR, but it felt it had more substance to it than than Travis. Travis didn't even look at it. He barely even looked at the camera. You know, <laughs> he, he kept rubbing his head, closing his eyes. Yeah. So there was a detachment there. It's like that was it. Didn't feel genuine. Yeah, that was like a bother to him. But they're like, that's just his personality. No. I didn't even see Drake's apology. I was kind of just done looking for him because they all sound the same in a way. Yeah, no. Like Kylie's, Travis Scott's, like, oh, where prayers go out to the families. But like everyone says that. Like you guys are the biggest influences right there. I think they should have way more substance than that. And didn't Drake go to like the club? He spent like a million dollars at the club that night after. All that went down. Apparently, he like went to like a strip club. I didn't hear that. I heard they went to an after party. I don't know if that's the same one, but um, mm-hmm. I heard about the after party. But I just like on one of like the news channels that keep up with those social media things. Like it was like Drake spent a million dollars at like a club. I guess like later that night. I don't know how you know. I don't know how true all this stuff is, but yeah. Sometime I think that past that weekend, that same weekend. So it's just kind of like you you heard what was going on but you're still you know okay but without like any bias and stuff if something has already happened at a concert and stuff how much do you think that the artist should like act on that like should they like not be seen out in public should they not post anything for a while should they talk about it should they act like normal since it's already done like how do you think they should be acting everyone responds differently to tragedy and grief i know it doesn't look right with his quote unquote apology. It just I don't know. It's hard to it's hard to say. I know everyone's different, but I think with him, I mean, there was a pressure of him to say something, you know. Mm-hmm. He had to, he has to address this. In some instances, you know, your PR people, they want you to get ahead of it before, you know, the public of the, the court of public opinion starts to form. And but I mean, you literally had this instance where people were and that's just this generation. They're live recording this on TikTok and Instagram or whatever. So we see what's going mm-hmm. on. And so by the time it filters down to him, and then that lapse of time when he addresses it, it doesn't look right, you know, according to some people. And some people are like, well, maybe he should have stopped, gave his, I'm talking about the apology, stop, mm-hmm. uh, folk, you know, really articulate what he wants to say. And then um, 
address it without it feeling polished by a PR team or, you know, to where it sounds genuine because that, that quote unquote apology that it is there so was something stricting. lacking. It was like, yeah, it was lacking something. I'm like, emotion. I'm like, <laughs> <"Too> emotion. <laughs> especially, yeah. especially if I heard like a, a nine year old. It's like, not even, not, we're not even mentioning um, the hundreds of people who got injured and some had to be taken to the hospital. Like, we just don't know what's going to go on with them. And then you had the people who, you know, they passed away there or they passed away later in the hospital. Like, it's just, again, I don't know. I don't know if he just, he's just caught up in this machinery. And he's just mm-hmm. going through the process or, but I mean, at some point he think about it. He has, I think right now it's over, is it over 200 lawsuits? It's, it's, it's growing. It's growing. So mm-hmm. he's going to be stuck in court for probably, this is going to drag up for years. Mm-hmm. And so how do you, how do you still participate in a quote unquote machinery? Because you still have contracts that they're obliged to. So you know, record like you know, record label or and then how do you and then how do you divorce yourself from you still have to deal with this as a human being? You have the artist and then you got the human being. Mm-hmm. So I think he has a he has a lot of reckoning with himself that he has to filter through. But what if he can't because this is all sacrifice stuff that he had to go through with whatever sacrifice ritual stuff like that I don't know. I'm not. On, I'm not there yet on that conspiracy level. I'm not there yet. I mean, I do. I don't know. I mean, sometimes I know. It just. I'm looking at that at his past, his past art, and even with the like I said, the advertising, the messaging he puts out. He kind of deals in that dark energy stuff, and that mm-hmm. will take a toll on you. It will change you, especially if you lean into it. You know, which he seems mm-hmm. to be doing. But I don't know. Time will tell. I just want to see how this plays out because I know he's not posting anything. Kylie's not posting anything. So when they finally do, I wonder if they're going to get like, I think they're going to test the waters to see how much backlash they get and go from there. Yeah, I read, I just read something that um, Kylie's like, she's been calculating as far as what, what she puts out because she she feels that it'll come off a certain way, especially if it's brand related. I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. I understand that. Yeah, I think they're just too controlled by like their whole like media team. And also like, it's like, they're not them. So whatever Travis Scott's apology, you you can tell that's not him being genuine. It's like, it's all just a, not a stunt, but like a image that they have to keep up with. It's crazy. But then again, once you build yourself off of a brand, mm-hmm. you know, what do you expect? Yep. And that's the thing. It's all about brands and images these days. Like mm-hmm. the whole dark energy stuff. I know a lot of people have been on that for a lot of years, but it's like now it's so mainstream and right in our faces. It's just. Yeah, they don't even hide it. They don't even hide it anymore. Like I was, um, who was I was looking at? Um, so I was just looking up like recent hip hop artists and what they're promoting. So I think Megan Thee Stallion has something where she dresses up like a devil. It's like really, mm-hmm. yeah. And then look at what she kind of promotes too. The whole what she does on stage, she like normalizes it and stuff. I don't follow her performance wise. What did she do? Like she's like she twerks. She's half naked. She's like oh, as a female, a I just movie. as a female, yeah. I don't. I as a female, I wouldn't. That's just, just, just me though. I wouldn't perpetuate. I would I wouldn't still perpetuate that stereotype, especially with black women, you know? Cause a lot of people already don't have as much respect for female rappers and stuff because they think that, you know, the stuff mm-hmm. they rap about girls shouldn't be talking about or being proud of and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But it's like 
I first it goes like morals and stuff. Like I personally would not be on stage half naked twerking and doing all this stuff, making that my brand. But a lot of people are like, but don't look at it weird like that, just normalize it. But I don't think that's what we should be doing. Like I don't no. think that's the image. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're trying to make everything accepted, everything is okay. Not everything is okay. But I think yeah. that's just like the media, like the artists, you got the dark energy, you got the people trying to change morals and traditions and say like you should do this you should do that it's okay and that's the biggest influence of you know younger kids growing up then the next generation gonna be like wait the next generation feel any even stronger they're gonna probably think of even crazier stuff to accept but Mm. it's like right there that's why I feel like everything is like some type of like they have to do it because it's like their job to influence in some type of negative way Oh, there's, def- there's definitely a movement. There's definitely a, a movement of anti-religious, anti. Uh, what I'm trying to say, like it's almost like a spiritual war. It's almost like spiritual warfare right now. Stand up for any type of morality or whatever. People like they, they try to paint this old-fashioned. Like what? No. Yeah, and it's this- not necessarily cool to not follow like a religion or a spirituality, but they made it. They make it seem like you're lame if you try to preach it, something good off of like a religious point of view. It's like. Mm-hmm. there's so many people my age and stuff like I mean teach their own you know that's their life but like they're atheists or like as soon as someone brings up like some type of spirituality or god or something they're like well where was god when this happened but it's like mm-hmm. when you have just a negative mindset on some like tunnel vision of course you're gonna that's why it's so like divided now and then then it's the cool thing to not believe in something majority wise and yeah I found it interesting kids, the kids who were there saying that um they didn't believe in God, but they find themselves praying in that moment, you know, that they survived that. I'm like, I find it interesting. Mm-hmm. Trying to fight um, that negative evil energy that was there. How do you think it's gonna how do you think concerts are gonna proceed moving forward i do wonder if it might change concerts i heard like okay i heard i heard another i think she's a conspiracy i don't know but she okay. was how you know like, like facebook and metaverse how mm-hmm. they're pushing out this whole this whole like virtual this virtual reality thing on us and so they'll mm-hmm. take it so she's like yeah i feel like this was taken and they, they see the, the chaos with that and now everyone's gonna be like nope I'm not going to go into a concert. I'm going to do virtual reality. And then mm-hmm. uh, I know, right? I'm like, okay, it's a little far-fetched. But um, you see this push. They're trying to push certain influences on people. It's like, why are you guys doing this? Like, why? And it looks so lame. Did you, have you seen the virtual reality rooms at Mark Zuckerberg? It looks so lame. Like, I don't want to. I have not, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was lame. I do know a lot of scientists and inventors. What they want to do is try to find a way to quote unquote live forever, just, just immortality. Mm-hmm. And so I think uh, science, I can't think of his name right now. I should have looked it up before. But he he quote unquote captured his memories and and essence of who he was. And he put it into like an AI, an AI model. Mm-hmm. So this AI design, it sounds like a robot or something, but when you go and interact with it, it's almost like you're interacting with the person. So if the person when he when he passes on, 
uh, if you still want to talk, quote unquote, talk to him. Mm -hmm. uh, you still have it. You still have his the essence of who he is and this this AI design. I think that's what they're trying to do. I think they're trying to like find a way. But even with that, <clears throat> like if everyone's online virtually, like this virtual reality thing, I wouldn't be surprised if there's something going on in the background that we're not aware of. And it's like mm -hmm. doing something, it's like doing something to us. You know what I mean? I was like, I don't trust yeah. this. Yeah, I swear when it comes to like Mark Zuckerberg, all those people with these ideas and stuff, I don't trust it. They have their own little cult thingy going on. I do not trust it. It's it's kind of, it's like creepy stuff. Like I wouldn't even really be interested in it. Mankind is still trying to be God. <laughs> still trying to become immortal. Yeah, they're trying to go to a level we don't need to go to. Just fix whatever we have going on already here. And then I think mm -hmm. we can all just live perfectly fine. We don't have to go to Mars. We don't have to go do all these robotics. So creepy stuff. They give me the creeps. They actually do. Yeah, this whole thing. Oh, we got, we got, we want to go to Mars. No, you want to send wealthy individuals to Mars. The poor people are going to be stuck here on Earth. <laughs> let's, let's, let's call it what it is. Let's stop, stop, stop yeah. being around the bush. Any last it's words you want to say? Um, no. This was a good combo. I think we covered everything, yeah. like that I wanted to talk about, and like more that goes more in depth in it. I'm just curious to see how this goes. I think we touched on some good points though. And when we drop bangers like this, stuff <laughs> of substance, they need to be aware. Oh, you're so silly. Okay. All right, well, thanks All for right. chatting with me. Well, thank you for the invite. Uh -huh. Tell your mom hi. Okay. All right. We'll do. All right. I'll talk Toodles. to you later. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye. Hey, for those of you who want to vibe out with Cece, check out her YouTube channel called Awaken, spelled A-W-A-Y-K-E-N-N-E-D. Yes, it's spelled the way it's spelled. Again, A-W-A-Y-K-E-N-N-E-D. She gives great advice, she has a great personality, and she recently introduced a new character called OG with a beeper and all. Yes, I know. Some of you are like, what's a beeper? Hey, hey you. Yeah, I'm talking to you. Do you have Spotify? If so, turn on the notification button. You can also find the Conversation Beats podcast on Google Podcast, iHeartRadio, Pocket Cast, RadioPublic.com, Breaker.audio, and Anchor.fm backslash Akila Lynch, spelled A-Q-U-I-L-A-L-I-N-C-H. Thank you for your support. Thank you again for tuning in to another episode of the Conversation Peace Podcast. I am your humble host, Akilah, requesting that you join me again. So, until then, be safe, love, and value yourself so that you can love and value others. I bid you adieu with a greeting, assalamu alaikum, peace be with you.